Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, Well, today is Marriage Sunday and this is uh, a, a weekend that we take in the year and we devote it to talking about and believing that God will equip um, marriages. And, um, and before you check out, we're going to talk more about that. Um, you know, if that's not necessarily your situation, we're going to talk about that in a moment. But obviously to do this and to do it better, um, I need my wife up here. So can you welcome Jill as she comes? She's going to come and we're going to do this together. My significantly better half is going to join me on stage and, um, and we're excited to bring the word today to you around this topic. And so um, settle in. If you're new to our church, this isn't um, you know, what we do every single week, um, but I'm glad that we're doing it today and um, we're excited. Um, we're excited to talk about it, aren't we, babe? Yeah. I just actually heard when you were talking about the parking team, I know there's a bunch of them out there and my dad's out there. He's like, sorry, I can't come in and listen to the message. I'm soaked. And that's with a lot of other guys. But I just was thinking, listening to the rain, how beautiful. You know, it can be inconvenient sometime when it rains, but isn't it just the most beautiful sound? And you think of what it's doing to the earth this morning, watering the earth and, you know, the most natural thing doing something that we can't see underneath the surface. And I was just thinking, I believe that's a picture that God's giving us this morning. There's going to be a lot that falls in the room this morning that he's doing. And I would encourage you to let your heart be like soil that absorbs what he's pouring out onto his church this morning. Because you might just feel like you're a little muddy and wet afterwards. Maybe even a little uncomfortable. Maybe a little cold, a little like, whew, I don't know about how I feel about that. But you know what's going to happen is the sunshine's going to come and it's going to do its work. And then there will be fruit from the seeds that God has sown in your life this morning. And sometimes we just have to trust the process. And like Maddie was saying, for you this morning, you might be like, it's just not my season. So like, <clears throat> I, I might go to the cook and grab a coffee real quick and come back for the last song or, you know, but don't do that because... Um, I believe that you'll miss out on a seed that God is sowing in your life. And it might not, you might not see the fruit of it tomorrow or the next day or whatever, but there's a seed there. Yeah. And often God puts that seed in there and we have to die to ourselves a little bit and let it, let it turn into what it's supposed to be by submitting to what God wants to do in us. And I believe that there's going to be some, some like beautiful flowery gardens happening in our worlds in the next season. Amazing. Awesome. If you've got your Bibles, open with me to... Hebrews. We're going to be reading from Hebrews 13 and a couple of other places in the scripture today. Um, and as you're turning there, I just want to remind you about that life course. Today's message this weekend is, is paired with this life course that's starting Wednesday. And um, so if this is an area that you really want to take some time and invest in, and the truth is we should all invest in relationships, amen, because they're all across our world. Uh, we want to invite you to do that. So the best way to do it is to download Colonial App and then sign up through the app as well. Can you scoot forward? I feel like we're doing that thing where my face is bigger than yours the whole time in a picture. Because you're, you know what I mean? Like when, like let's take a picture and then your face is, looks like a watermelon next to a grape. I don't want to be the watermelon. <laughs> Just get on up here. <laughs> well, on, on that note, let's read the word. 
All right. Hebrews 13, verse 1 says this. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you are also in the body. Let marriage be held in honour among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterous. Keep your life free from the love of money, be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you want me to read this one? Proverbs 18, verse 22. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. <laughs> Be blessed. Yes. John 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. I wanted to begin by asking a question. Actually, let's do this. Let's pray first. I want to give you the title as well, though. The title of the message is... This is how we do it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. <laughs> Not how we do it, but how God has called us to do it, but you get it. This is how we do it. That's the title of the message. So let's You'll pray. never unhear that. <laughs> Lord, I just thank you for this time. God bless every single person that's here that is receiving your word right now. God, we're grateful for the opportunity to come around your word, be inspired by it, be taught by it, and to have our lives shaped by your word today. Father, what we are lacking, we pray that you would give us, Lord, that you would supply us with as we step forward, as we come around this topic, Lord. I just pray that this is an opportunity for you to work your healing into our lives, to equip us and strengthen us with your grace today. And it's all because of Jesus, and we pray in his name. Amen. I wonder what your view of marriage is. I wanted to set up a question today. What shapes your view of marriage? Because when you think about it, it would be pretty easy for all of us to say, well, there have been a lot of things that have shaped our view of marriage. Past experiences, obviously, would be one. Um, experiences that we've seen of other people, things that we've been told by our parents, uh, maybe you know, forces at work in the culture that have tried to shape our view of what marriage is. Um, but we want to we start today by talking about, you know, the, the pathway to a true, healthy, healthy marriage is to understand that God created this thing called marriage. And we have to start there. And so we wanted to, to go into it. We want to talk a little bit about it. Um, but we also wanted to say, hey, if you're not married today, um, that's okay. This message, we believe, is still for you. There's still something in this for you. There's not, um, you know, maybe you're in here today, and I'm grateful for a lot of young people in our church that are here today that are desiring one day to be married. Um, and across the whole spectrum of life, no matter where you're at, we really believe this message um, can bless you. You were lifting the mic. I was just like... <laughs> you're so intuitive. Look how... Aren't we so in tune with each other? Just a gentle lift of the microphone, and he just knew... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, we have friends in our world that are like, I actually don't feel called to be married. And, I, and they're amazing. And they're living for God. And Paul talks about living a single life and like being able to be solely focused on God. But even if that's you in the room this morning, because we talked about this, like if we're going to talk about marriage, obviously that's very specific. And there are people that won't 
maybe be in that season of life. But I just think it's incredible that God could be gifting you with an encouragement for somebody in your world that needs it that is married or that's going into marriage. It's like saying, I'm not going to learn CPR because I can't do it for myself. It's like you learn, you learn things and God gives you things so that you can give them away to other people and inject hope into their life. Yeah. Do you want another analogy? I think in pictures. So it just comes out. I'm sorry if that's not your thing, but here's another one. Um, you know, like when you're talking about how, what shapes our view of marriage. Um, and we all have a different context. You've, we've all seen marriage in different contexts in our families or um, I don't, maybe in, in a past relationship, maybe you've come out of, a, of an abusive marriage or a hard marriage or I'm not sure where you're coming from this morning, but this is, this is what I had this picture of. It's like when you go and hear somebody sing Whitney Houston at a karaoke place and it's like, if that's the only version of the song you ever heard, you'd be like, oh, that's rough. That like, I'm not... <laughs> turning that on in my house because that was bad. Nobody can do it. You should just like, well, I guess I'm not a pro karaoke but tip, don't ever sing Whitney Houston if you're doing karaoke. It's just a bad idea. If that's the only version you know of that song, then you really didn't experience what you were supposed to experience when you heard that song, right? Like if your only version of marriage is like the, the world's counterfeit version of what God intended marriage to be, then you've missed the beauty and the depth and the riches of what God intended marriage to be for you and for I. And, and to think right now in this room, um, God is writing a story in each one of us and the richness of relationship that he's already foreseen. If you're not in that relationship yet, he knows your whole story. He knows every step that you're going to take to get to that point. And he's weaving the details together intricately. And this is so beautiful. You can't even mess it up if you just say, God, I want to do it your way. If you just say, God, I want to be obedient to you, I want to trust you, I want to do it your way, his grace is so good that even if you stuff it up, if your heart is to go, I want your best, God, he's going to get you back to the right place. And so I look around the room and I think about even our story. It doesn't even make sense that we met each other, but yet through like this wild version of events in our individual lives, God was doing something to bring us together. And it's, it's just our story. Multiply that by just the people in this room. Then multiply it by our city. Multiply it by our nation, by the world. And you see that our God is so kind and loving. And he wants to be so involved in the details of your life and your heart that this morning he cares about you. Yeah. And he set up something to come from his word down deep into your heart that's going to help you move forward in a healthy way today. It's like if you've had, if you've had a version of marriage in the past where you're like, I, I can't even see it the way God wants me to see it. You can go, God, will you help pull those, the, the weeds out of my, out of my life where I've let maybe things that aren't the way God intended it take root. Would you take that stuff away and God, I'm, I'm sorry, I want to do it your way. And then you let him start. You knew this morning, that's what he does. He can give you a fresh start today to just go, I'm going to start I'm going to start loving my wife or my husband differently from today on. Or I'm going to start praying for the person that God will bring me from today on. Or if I'm single, I'm going to go, I'm going to look at a marriage that I know is struggling. And I'm going to go, I'm just going to start praying for them. Because I believe that God can do something better than they've even ever seen yet as of today. And I believe that today could be a marker in all of our lives where God helps us move forward in healthy relationship. That's awesome. Um, the culture doesn't celebrate today strong, godly marriages. Um, and I actually just wanted to take a moment right now before we move on and talk about our story and what God's done. But I want to take a moment and just honor um, Jill's parents, uh, Billy and Phyllis, who this year are celebrating 46 years of marriage. 
And my father-in-law is an amazing man of God, and he's actually in the parking lot right now, parking cars. And um, we we stand on their legacy and their shoulders. And 50 Valentine's and Days. And 50 Valentine's they're celebrated this week, which is very cool. So um, if you don't know who we are, I, I realize there might be new people. We wanted to sort of just do this real quick. I want to show you how it started for Jill and I, okay? This is how it started for Jill and I. There we are. And I think we worked out in the last service, this was when we were dating? He tried to no, say we were be. engaged. I'm like, no, there's no ring on that this finger, and I would have worn it. It was, it was Christmas, so we were engaged. I, I, don't, I don't believe you. I don't think you could say anything to make me believe you, because I'm not wearing a ring. <laughs> Everybody knows when you get engaged, you wear your ring. <laughs> so that was how it started. And, Do you uh, want to explain the thing that you're wearing on your face? I wear that all the time. It's part of my getup. <laughs> That's Matt's dinner hat. <laughs> Just kidding. Now, in Australia, we, uh, at the Christmas table, <laughs> this is also an English thing, um, they have bonbons. Does anyone know what a bonbon is? Probably no one, a few people Poppers. maybe. And um, you basically, uh, there's a moment before you sit down and eat dinner where everyone grabs a bonbon and then you, you give the other end to someone else and then you pull it and it explodes and you know there's all kinds of stuff in there but one of the things that's in there is a hat and so you put the hat on and you everybody puts that on. With hat on granny puts the hat on it doesn't matter how dignified Everybody's you came wearing a hat. you're wearing a it's like great. a crepe crown on your head and they're all different colors and everybody just does it i don't understand zoe i see you you do it don't you Oh, yeah, the English, the Aussies, the Commonwealth. So that's how it started, and this is how it's going. And that's... So we've been married 18 years this December, and we have three beautiful children. Maisie on the left, Charlie in the middle, and Crazy Jack on the right-hand side. And that's our, that's our family. So if we haven't met you yet, we haven't had a chance to say hi. We just wanted to show you that and just say that's us. And, um, but we've been married nearly 18 years now, and we have a lot, of, um, a lot of differences, you know, as a couple. We're not perfect. We don't have a perfect marriage. Um, we have lots of uh, different things that make, us, make up us. And, um, but one thing I think we just decided was that we are going to take God at his word and we are going to build this thing on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And um, despite all the differences, we're going to trust in the fact that God brought us together and, uh, and this was his plan and his purpose for our life that we would be together. And through that, we are now able to, as the years have gone on, as we've lived out some seasons in life, we can actually declare and testify to the fact that with God, all things are possible. Amen that God can actually take two completely different people from different backgrounds and if it's his plan and his purpose to bring them together so that he can shine his light through a marriage. So it's our hope today that through our story that we would be able to encourage you, inspire you in some way and that God would continue to speak to you. So we've got three points for the message this morning, something a little different. (laughs) But they're really just guideposts and we're just going to we're going to see where this thing goes in Jesus' name. I think it's funny that the t- even the title and the points show our differences. Because <clears throat> you wrote the titles of the points, and then you said, oh, no, we need a title. So your points are very, like... Very me? Dignified. <laughs> and my title was singing, this is how we do it. <laughs> it just hit me just then. It just is a highlight of how different we are. All right, point one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Point number one, we're going to begin here. These are just three foundational points we feel like um, will help you today, okay? Point number one is this. Marriage is biblical. Marriage is biblical. Now, it could be easy in 2024 to allow maybe some, some of these past experiences or maybe some of these things that we've been through or stuff that we've encountered to, to tell us what marriage is. But we've got to be very careful as we live our lives to understand that marriage is actually something that God created and that its origins are found in Him. That it's a sacred institution uh, between a man and a woman. Um, as the two become flesh. This is something that God created. This is something that God has defined. And listen to me right now. Like, whatever God creates, God will bless. Whatever God has set in your life, He is going to bless you as you're faithful with it. But you've got to, we've got to understand and remember that marriage is biblical. And, that's, and it's through a biblical framework that we can understand marriage as it's supposed to be understood. So we've got a few verses that we want to share with you. Genesis 2 and verse 24 says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Ephesians 5 and verse 25, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Colossians 3 and verse 18. <laughs> wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. <laughs> and then Proverbs 31 and verse 10 says, An excellent wife, who can find? <laughs> she is far more precious than jewels. You're an excellent wife, baby. So our encouragement in this point is this, simply build your marriage on the foundation of the word. And if you'll do that, if you'll believe that God will bless it, this is what we know because we see it in scripture that the foundation of our lives is not shifting sand. It's not the, the, the latest and greatest thing that's happening. It is the truth of the bedrock of the word of God, which is secure. One of the best ways that you can have a biblical marriage is to lay down your life for each other. And the great thing about that, if you're not married yet, or you're, you know, you're not in a relationship, is that you can practice all the time laying down your life for others. And the great thing is, is you're never going to stop doing that. So don't ever feel like, I've had enough, I've practiced enough now. Because your marriage, I, I think we say this just about every, at every marriage that we officiate, is the greatest marriages are two servants in love. And it's something we heard from Pastor Jimmy Evans, which is just so true. The greatest marriage, the strongest marriages you will ever see are two people that know how to lay down their lives for each other and serve each other. So if you want one day to have a healthy marriage, start laying down your life for the people around you. Start being the first to say sorry. Start being the first to forgive an offense. It doesn't mean take abuse. It doesn't mean be a doormat. But, but I think I've said this many times before. There's a difference between being a doormat and laying down your life for somebody. We are called to lay down our lives for each other. And that applies to every single person in this room. And the better that we get at that, the healthier our relationships will be. Um, the Bible says the last shall be first and the first shall be last. 
what better than to put yourself last and allow God to, to put you first in all the things that matter? What better than to receive a heavenly reward instead of an earthly one by just being obedient to laying down your life? It's hard on your pride, right? To like, to choose to lay down your life, to like, to make yourself the least of these, to choose to, to be last. It's hard, it's hard to do that. It goes against what the enemy wants our human nature to choose. It's hard. But I know that God blesses it. And like to, to have a life where you can go, I don't need to be the first. I don't need to be the first one seen. I believe that God just smiles on us. You know, have you ever just like felt like, I feel like God is, is pleased right now. Have you ever felt the pleasure of God? Like, man, to be obedient to him and to choose his way when it's really, really hard. And then to feel like just that, like when a dad looks at a, a son or a daughter and is like, hey, well done. You know, there's like a special, God loves us all the time. You don't have to like work for his love or anything, but there is something special when your obedience costs you and you can feel the pleasure of a heavenly father going, hey, well done. That was hard. I know. Nobody celebrated that. I see that, but I see what you did. And I want to say, well done. And there is something more special, I'm telling you right now, than that act of obedience, than the world around you cheering you at the loudest decibels that they could possibly cheer. It is better in the secret to have your father be pleased with you in heaven than it is to be celebrated by the world around you by simply being obedient. Amen. All right. We're going to keep moving. Number one, marriage is biblical. Number two, Marriage is transformative. We love to just take a moment and expose the lie of the enemy that seems to pop up quite a lot through marriage. It starts to begin to speak to you and says, don't keep working on yourself because this is never going to work. You know, um, the lie of the enemy that says, you know, you guys are just too different, so this isn't going to work out. Marriage is transformative in nature. It's, it's, what, it's, the, it's the way God brings forth um, the change that he wants to bring about in your life. Um, I just want to go, I'll go on the record and say it, Jill has changed me. And we talked about this yesterday, I was just like, I really feel like this is something I need to share. And, and she's, she just, you know, as she does so beautifully, just says, no, God changed you, it wasn't me. And she's right, it was God changing me through Jill. And I just want to encourage you that, that, that this is the transforming power, the supernatural power of marriage is that God actually uses your spouse to bring about healing that you need. And I've experienced that in my own life. I remember when Jill and I first met, I'd been through some significant challenges in my life. I'd lost some people and, you know, I was really in a, in a place where, you know, I'd kind of had just had to kind of pull myself out of a ditch, so to speak. And I was very you know, abrasive in nature. I just had this kind of callousness to, to, my, to my, um, my spirit and the way I kind of went about things. And then I got married to this beautiful, kind girl called Jill. And she's like, that's not going to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and she helped me so much transform into the person that I needed to be. And there were just many, many things that, that we could go on about and talk about, but I just want to encourage you, and this is you know, just an encouragement for the wives out there today. Maybe your husband isn't there yet. Can I just encourage you? You can speak into being who God has called them to be. You can, even if you don't see it just now, even if you're not seeing them in that spot, doing that, all those things just yet, you know, you can begin to speak that. Speak and honor them in that way and, and, and give them that godly respect in that way, but you can actually call it out in your husband now. And I'm grateful for a wife who did that. 
um, years ago and is still doing that. Well, it's, it's mutual. <laughs> okay. Tell them how it's mutual. <laughs> I mean, we have to leave a little mystery, you know? <laughs> I hope this is okay. We just wanted to have a conversation this morning, so we're not trying to be, you know, perfectly polished. We just wanted to let you in on what we've learned and how we're growing. And we have people that are further along than us that we're learning from, and, you know, we're growing still. I'm sure there's plenty of wisdom in the room that we don't have yet. Um, but, yeah, I was just... I, I was reading Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And it's, this is great because this also translates to friendships and to dating relationships and to marriages and like you, to any relationship, we're called to sharpen each other. And then if you think about iron, how iron sharpens iron, um, I was reading, you know, it's easier to be cut by a dull blade than a sharp blade. But to sharpen each other as iron on iron, it actually causes, in, you have to be involved with intense heat to be, there has to be like a refinement. If you think about how things are refined, there's a heat that has to heat up the iron so that it can be refined. There's hammers. If you think about a blacksmith, they're usually pretty like big, strong people, right? Because there's hammers that are just being, you're forging things. It's a messy environment, good. right? I mean, it's like, it's a mess. And so I think when we think of iron sharpening iron, I always kind of thought of like a nice rotating like file blade and somebody just like gently like, <laughs> just like, oh yeah, that's how we, mm, it's so nice. And maybe it's all aesthetically like beige and it's not, it's a mess. And sometimes I think as believers in relationships and like, ouch, but in our church and in our church relationships, it's so easy to come across something where sparks are flying or like it's not what as aesthetic as we thought it was going to be. And we just want to run. But iron must sharpen iron. And in a real relationship, if you like, if you haven't had that moment where you're like, this is uncomfortable with a friend, maybe you've put up a wall that makes them feel like they can't come to you and go, hey, can I keep you accountable on this thing? Or in a marriage, maybe the reason you guys don't sharpen each other is because you don't allow God to be in the center of your relationship and to fire up the things he needs to so that you can be reshaped, if that makes sense. What, what are you willing to receive? But also, maybe you don't have the right friends in your world if they're not willing to approach you with things. Maybe you guys need to have a conversation if you're in a marriage relationship and you don't invite God into that uncomfortable space where you have to go, I actually need to change. Tell me, tell me what you see in me. Maybe instead of waiting for your husband to like hurt you by going, you need to change this, go, hey, what do you see in me? As the person God has put next to me, what do you see in me that maybe needs to shift or adjust? What do, what do you see? And invite them into that space. It's vulnerable, it's hard, but like what a beautiful place for God to do the work, to invite, to invite that accountability in. One of the most powerful conversations that we've ever had in our marriage is to sit across from each other and ask the question, how can I love you better? You translate that to a friendship. Ask, ask your best friend, hey, how could I be a better friend to you? You're like inviting them into this space where you're like, I, I, want, I want God to change me. I don't want to stay the same forever. I don't want our marriage to stay the same forever. I don't want us to be stuck in this. It might be hard to have this conversation, but I want to invite you into it because I want to know what God wants to do in me. And I want him to speak through the person that he's put in the closest place in my life. 
That's beautiful. So marriage is biblical. Marriage is transforming in nature. And then finally, marriage is a witness. And this is where we felt like we wanted to end today because the reality about our marriages is they tell a greater story than we even know. They actually tell a story of Christ. And I don't know if you've ever thought about this before. I remember when someone shared this with me, a pastor, he said said this to me. He said, Maddie, people should see your marriage with Jill and want to be a Christian. And I just remember thinking, wow, wow. And let me share this verse with you. Isaiah 62 and verse five says, for as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Our marriages tell a story, a deep beautiful story about a bridegroom who's rejoicing over a bride. Just like Jesus is coming back for the church, our marriages paint a picture of what this whole thing looks like in eternity. Did you know that? And as we, des- as we desire to do this God's way, this is what I truly believe is people are going to see your marriage and say, you know what? I want to know more about this Jesus person that they claim. I want to know more about this following God business that they're all about because through your marriage... They're going to see a picture of what, what it looks like to be the bride of Christ on this earth. How powerful is that? Isn't that beautiful? I think we should pray. Yeah. I think this is just like we're only able to touch the tip of the iceberg this morning because there's just only so much time. Um, but I really believe that God is doing something in our hearts this morning. So why don't we stand up? And I just, I'd love to take a minute and just pray specifically over relationships um, and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what he wants to do in, in your heart this morning. You can't control somebody else's movement forward, but you can choose this morning to let God do a work in you and take a step forward. So God, we just invite you into this space in our hearts that only you can do something with God. Holy Spirit, we ask you to show every single person this morning the next step that you're asking them to take so that their lives would look more like you. God, we just want to look more like you. We want to reflect you more accurately. God, we just, we want to be more like you. We want to love you with everything we've got. We want to love others. And so God, we just invite you to that place in our hearts. God, I pray right now that walls would just begin to come down, that, that where there have been like thick, concrete block walls that we've built up because of past experiences. God, we would know that we can trust you this morning and you would just begin to break those walls down and let your love rush through. God, where it's been a cold concrete block room. God, I believe right now that those walls are coming down and the warmth and the goodness of your love is rushing in. God, to places where people thought there couldn't be love again because of the pain and the hurt. Your Holy Spirit comes this morning like a healing balm and just soothes hearts and minds, Father. Thank you that you're building trust again because of who you are. God, that you're giving vision and dream for the future right now in Jesus' name because of who you are. God, where people thought there could not be a restoration, Father, you are beginning the restoration this morning by the power of your Holy Spirit and by the miraculous blood of Jesus that heals and saves. And God, I believe that you are not done yet. And places that seem dead are not dead yet. And you are bringing things back to life by the power of your spirit and the goodness of who you are, God. Thank you for your cross 
that brings freedom. God, where we were captive in relationships, you bring freedom, God. Thank you for your cross. Thank you for the blood of Jesus, God, and thank you that you are doing a good work this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's sing. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed. <laughs>